The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Respect my game. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I am doing a special show today. It's special because I got my friend in the house, got Kelvin Fisher. Yeah, y'all know Fish, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we're not going to talk a whole lot, if any, about the Pittsburgh Steelers because, you know, the thing about it, I, I do not explain to you guys all the time. But let me explain this. You know, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Uh, that Fish's job is on the grind. Fish is on the grind many times when, when, when the fellas is out playing, he's still on his grind. And his grind, you know, causes for him to go throughout the country to different universities uh, to look at future Pittsburgh Steelers ball players. And, 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 and the talent has to be assessed and evaluated. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And, and before we get into that, because we're going to have some special players, uh, there is a game, as a matter of fact, an all-star game. Uh, the first year that I think the All-Star Game is here, and, and I'm going to welcome uh, Fish with me real fast. Uh, Fish, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing that's, good. That, that's good. And, and the name of the All-Star Game, because it's the first year it's been here in Phoenix, am I right? Yes, it's a uh, uh, new All-Star Game, the Eastman uh, uh, All-Star Game, Energy All-Star, Senior All-Star Football Game. Um, got some of the some of the senior college players from uh, different colleges that's, that arrived on Monday. And they had their first practice today. Oh, great. Okay, so uh, they had their first practice today. I, I believe the national championship game was played uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So some of these guys, if they didn't play for Oregon or if they didn't play for Auburn, they haven't really played football in, in quite some time. Is that Would that be correct? Correct. That would be correct. There is a couple players uh, in the All-Star game from Auburn and Oregon, but you are correct. Uh, some of these guys probably didn't even play in a bowl game. Um, so they probably haven't t- put on the pad since the end of November, early December. Um, and then you got some guys who played in early bowl games. You got some guys who played in, uh, you know, a smaller schools that didn't even go to a bowl game. Now, l- let me just ask you, because I don't, I don't always like to go way back, because this is not about me. It's about the present-day athlete. So let, let's talk about the present-day athlete and, and how important is it for you uh, to do your job uh, that these games are, you know, are necessary. Is it important for you uh, to have these all-star games? And, and then, of course, I'm going to come back because I want to know if it's important for the players. But for you, is this is this is this necessary to have these all-star games? Yeah, it's 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 a good it's, it's really good because uh, we get to finally sit down with the players and 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 talk to them. We get to know them a little bit. Uh, do some do some uh, interviews and. And and get some information that you know was maybe a question, um, but also you see how they adapt to a different environment. 
practice-wise, uh, new coaches, you know, because I'm sure they're teaching them something that, that their coach in college didn't teach them. Um, so, it, you know, it, you see the guys step up. Um, you see the guys who's very athletic. You know, you want to see them go, you know, that played as a smaller school, you want to see them go against players that's uh, from bigger schools. So it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely a need. Now, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because you mentioned, you know, players who may be from a smaller school getting the opportunity to play against players from some of the, the, the major colleges and universities out there that we see on TV every week. So my question is, is it important for a player to participate in an all-star game if he's not played uh, at a bigger university? And, and does that player who played at the smaller colleges, does he always get a chance to play in these all-star games? So one, is it, is it, is it good and necessary for them? And then two, you know, do, do they always get a chance? Well, <clears throat> it's, um, there is, it's a total of four all-star games. And, you know, it's the Cactus Bowl, which is, uh, you know, mostly Division Two and Division Three players. Then you have the East-West Shrine. And then you have the Senior Bowl, and you have the Texas Western Nation. And actually, it's five. I'm sorry, it's five. And then you have this one that's, that's new, the, the uh, Eastman Energy Senior All-Star Game. Um, so it's five bowl games. Um, it's about 90 players on every roster. So it is it is good for the small school players or a Division One double-A school player going against a Division One school. It's good for a kid from Arkansas Pine Bluff going against a kid from Auburn. So, I mean, you really get to see them do the one-on-ones. You get to see them go, go uh, one-on-one receiver, DB, one-on-one running back, linebacker, one-on-one D-line, O-line, team versus team, nine-on-seven, seven-on-seven. So you see all these, you see all these different uh, drills, and, and it's a good opportunity for – the the smaller guy smaller school I'm not gonna say smaller guy because these guys are just as big but the smaller school players who play Division two or play Division one double A going against Division one A players and 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 actually challenging them and, and and showing that they're just as good so so when when you're out there doing your job and and you're at one of these smaller schools let's say and 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 you know there's a kid at 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 Ohio State and and they both maybe play the same position. Just trying to get into your head. Are you thinking, okay, I saw the kid at Ohio State play against, uh, you know, somebody from Texas. And, and now here I am saying this, seeing this guy maybe in Division Two, you know, and he's playing against somebody from another Division Two school. Do you draw a comparison in your mind of these two guys, you know, because I've seen him play against, you know, the best talent against the best talent. The smaller school guys hasn't necessarily the competition he's against. Maybe that's not the best guy. Yeah, he manhandled that guy all day, but that guy's not that good. Are you thinking, wow, could he do the same thing? And is that the only opportunity you're going to have if the guy doesn't make it into the all-star game? Is that you got to just, wow, remembering what I saw about this guy, looking at this guy on on tape, you know, looking at his feet work, looking at his hands work, you know, looking at his body level, position, pad level, and all that stuff. That's mental stuff as opposed to actually seeing them compete against the best. So, so is it to the disadvantage of that kid that that at the smaller schools that doesn't get a chance to compete in an all star game and compete against the best? Is he at a disadvantage because you you know you thinking man I think the kid's good I saw him. he dominated everybody he played against but he, I didn't see him play against the best. Is that is that I mean, possible? If that kid is dominating it at at a Division two or Division one AA school, he's usually a pretty good player. Um, and if he 
if he don't get to play in the All Star game, you got to go off of what you see. All right, but if he plays an All Star game and he's not doing what he did at his level, then you know. Because the one thing about, uh, and we all know, the NFL is, is a big school draft. I mean, you know, you catch some guys getting drafted later in the rounds from the small schools, but the everyday grind of playing in the Big Ten, playing in the Pac Ten, playing in the SEC playing in the Mountain West, playing in the ACC, the everyday grind of every week playing against someone that's good. It's different compared to Montana playing against Montana State and the next week they have Portland State. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it do you have to get up emotionally every week? I'm Let's be real, no. But in the Big Ten and those big-time conferences, the Back Ten, SEC, you have to get up every, every week. You have to get your mind right emotionally, mentally, you know, physically, you got to be right. So for uh, a big-time player at a small school to come to an all-star game, it's beneficial to him big-time, big-time. So, um, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, and, and I, I know you know how to, to avoid a question when you need to, <laughs> but how much, if any, influence does the NFL have? Because it's like, it's almost like, you know, showing up for a job interview and, and an alum sent me to meet with another alum for this job interview. And there's somebody else out there in the waiting room uh, who I know is interviewing for the same job, but they didn't go. They're not an alum of the university. So I, I feel a little bit more comfortable in my chances. Uh, you know, in this particular case, how much influence does the league have, if any, if you can answer this, as to, okay, I know who I want to see. So I, I need this person in some all-star game so we can get another. You know, this is an extended job interview for these guys. Is it, is it a partnership between the league and some of the colleges where, okay, they can have some influence because a man like you who's out on the road and you've been looking at these guys, but you're, like you said, I want to see him compete against some better talent. If you can't say to us or if you can't, you know, find a way to go around the question, but do you have any input as to, Man, there's a guy I want to see again. I need to see him in there against some somebody else. Um, we have no influence on what players go to what All-Star games at all. And actually, we get a memo every year, probably two or three times, once at the beginning of the year, once in the middle of the year, and once at the end of the year, telling us you know, not to try to promote players into All-Star games. And if it happens, we will be penalized. It may be a draft pick or, or something, but – but we will be we will be penalized. So um, as far as as far as that, we have we have no influence on on bringing anyone in. And um, and this, it, you know, actually, it's a benefit. It benefits us because usually the players that's pretty good, they um, they get a shot in the All Star games anyway. Well, uh, and that, and that's you know, I would imagine that in most cases, people feel that way. That they feel that. Uh, I'm going to get my chance. You know, I, I feel that they feel that I'm, I'm going to make it to All Star Game. At least coming out of high school, going into college, you go to college for a lot of different reasons. But a lot of it is, if, if you're good enough, you want to make sure that you're going to get the right kind of exposure. The right kind of exposure will lead to those opportunities of playing those All Star Games, and, and then also playing those All Star Games. Uh, it, perhaps if you haven't already earned the right you probably may work your way into the combine. Is that possible, Fish? Oh, correct, correct, yeah. Okay, and so, and so again, you go into the All-Star game, man, you ball, just balls out in an All-Star game. Then you get a chance to, to go to the combine and, and, and balls out even more. Now, now, let me ask you this. 
between the combine and the all-star game as again another you know talent evaluator both of those things, I guess, do they have equal importance to you? I, I know you a little bit, Fish, and I know one thing about you, man. You know, I've, I've done my research because you and I obviously was on different parts of the country, even though I was in your home state. You were out here all these years, but, you know, you bought your lunch pail to work with you every day. And I, I know the kind of man that you are, and I know the kind of football player. And you want a football player to play football. But at the same time, there's some other in, intangibles that maybe you don't get a chance to see or know. So you, you, you talk to the guy. You see what kind of person he is and all that type of stuff. Is the combine more about some of the intangibles, interviewing, you know, see how he you know, acts around other players, other coaches of equal talent? He might have been big man on campus, so now he get into an environment where you got all, you know, all Americans from Division One. Does he is he a little bit more laid back now? I mean, what's the difference in how much better can you improve your chances to be drafted in an All Star game compared to a combine, or do you need a, a great performance in both of those? I, I think you need a great performance in both. But I think the bottom line is is that when we go out and we and we uh, and we look at tape, it's all about it's all about performing. And if you're performing week in and week out at your school. The all-star game is not going to make a bigger difference. If you're, if, you're, if you're a performer, we already know when we go to the all-star game that he's going to perform. And as far as the combine, the combine to me is, is about the interviews, and it's about competing. It's about competing. When you got a DB that runs a 4-3, the next DB want to run a 4-3-1, I mean a, a 4-2-9. I mean, it's about competing. It's about being better than the next guy. I mean, there's going to be players walking into the combines that knew all about this person. And when he gets there, he's going to say, I want to, everything he does, I want to do it better. So that's what the combine is to me, is about who, who's going to compete. Yeah, you know, and, and one thing I will say about the combine, you know, and again, I didn't want to go back to my day, so I'm not going to go back to my day. I'm going to go back to the combine, of which I saw on TV last year. And uh, thanks to my man Fish, we'll be attending this year. Uh, you may be competing against the best teams, but even when you compete against the best teams in a game, you're not necessarily competing against, across the board, the best players in, in Division One football, you know. Uh, but when you get to the combine, or, or in college football, period. But when you get to the combine, you know, I, I think the combine is true to hold about maybe 90% of the guys that participate in the combine get drafted. And so you know now you are competing with the best of the best. You know, compared to on Sunday, you know, I mean, on Saturday, you know, let's say it, even it's Auburn and Auburn playing Georgia, there's some very good football players, but not everyone in football, the, the 22 is on the field at one time, all 20 of those, two of those guys are not getting drafted. Correct. When you had the combine, they all getting drafted. They all got potential to get drafted. And most of the time, nine out of 10 of those guys do get drafted. Right. You know, and but, so, and that's the thing about it is that if that's the case, that when they come to the combine, you know, okay, let's say 85% of them. Okay, so 8 out of 10 guys end up getting drafted to come to the combine. Why do you need to see them again if you already know they're going to get drafted? What is it? I thought he was a, a 2 and a second round, and now he, he, he in, the, in the combine he works his way down to a fourth round. Or if he a fourth round in the combine, he works his way up to a second round. It, 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 I mean, what does the combine really do for you that changes the draft status? Well, I think the combine for the for the NFL teams – one of the biggest things is that it's uh, the medical part of it, just knowing the history of a kid's medical, um, the interview process. And then, and like I said before, once it comes to the stuff on the field, it's about competing. 
It's about who's the best receiver, who's the best running back. As but far can as I really compete pa- with no pads on? You, you can't. It's not about, I don't think it's about competing with pads on or pads off. It's, it's about are you a competitor? Okay. I mean, just like if I sit down here right now and say, let's play dominoes, I'm going to try to beat your head in playing dominoes. Right. And you're going to win because I can't play. Okay. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is when a guy goes out there and number the first the first running back runs a 40, that number two running back, yeah. he's trying to beat the first running back's 40. Right. Number three running back's trying to beat the first and the second. It's about competing. And that, and that's what it's, that's what it's about. It's, I don't think it's necessarily a measurement of if this kid can play. Is he a second rounder or a first rounder now from the combine? I think it's just a matter of like, let's see who competes. How many guys go to the combine and don't work out? And the first thing we all say is he don't want to compete. Wow. That's the first thing we want to say. Wow. Everyone says he don't want to compete. You wow. know, unless he's injured. Right. But that's 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 what the combine's about. The combine is I don't think the combine is that big of a factor to make a guy change as far as uh, uh, his his round development on the board. And then on top of that is some guys go there and they run fast as heck. Yes. But they can't play. And we all know that. Ooh, they can't play. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what, we can play. We're going to play a little bit more here. We got to take a break, though. I think I hear some music in my ear. Uh, if I'm correct, we're going to a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Yeah, you know I got my man Fish in town. Kelvin Fisher, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're trying to get another ring, y'all. Why don't y'all come back and see if you can get a ring or give me a ring? We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
we got that music, you know that music, you know that show. You listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I, I'm doing a special show because uh, it ain't too many times you all know that, you know, because it's on his grind and I get my man Kelvin Fisher, uh, you know, into the house, into the studios. You know, when a man got two rings on his hand, you know, it's like E.F. Hutton, you know. When he speaks, I listen. And uh, uh, one thing for sure is uh, he's spoken by the fact that uh, he's at practice watching players you know you speak in a lot of different ways your actions speak louder than your words many times and i know that a fish is over looking at somebody it's somebody i need to talk to so the young man i'm about to talk to is a wide receiver out of pit yeah y'all seen him big fella yeah yeah jonathan baldwin jonathan how you doing man i'm doing good how you doing i'm doing wonderful man listen uh you know you got a chance here to come to the valley yeah uh, you've uh Done an outstanding job at the university. I want to congratulate you guys on you know on the season. Thank I you. know something everything didn't work out as you would have liked to, but you know even sometimes in adversity, man, there's success. And so you've been successful because you're here. You know you're here. Somebody wants to take a look at you. So just tell me a little bit about you, but your experience this year in terms of summarizing your season. How did you feel about your season as yourself individually as well as the team? And I know for the coach at the end things didn't work out, but kind of tell us a little bit about that. Well, for me, um, just trying to develop as the best receiver that I can develop and uh, just doing all the things that the coaches need me to do from the standpoint of route running, blocking, and things of that nature. So, And uh, for a te- from the aspect of a team, you know, we uh, finished 8-5. and five. We ended up with a bowl game uh, versus Kentucky. And uh, we finished out on a good note for uh, Coach Wanstead. Well, um, Coach Wanstead, you know, talk to me a little bit about him. You know, uh, Coach came in, and, and I think he kind of turned the program, got the program back on track, you know. I'm kind of old school, man, because so, at one time, man, pitch program was off the hook, you know, and he kind of got it back to respectability where it always should have been. Uh, but there were some changes made, you know. As, as a player, you know, many times players may take it upon themselves. Uh, they should at least say, you know, if there was a casualty to my coach, we played the game. Coach, coach, but we played the game. How's the locker room like with the teammates knowing exactly, you know, what happened? Uh, you guys feel disappointed about that, or what, what's the, the overall feeling of everybody, you think? Well, um, as a teammates, you know, we love Coach Wanstead. majority of the guys that came in came in with Coach Wanstead. So with that being said, we all, we all were disappointed that uh, Coach Wanstead was let go. And uh, we knew we had to come together as a team and go uh, win the game for Coach Wanstead. Well, uh, certainly, um, you know, I know you did everything you possibly could do. Uh, and, and, again, you're being rewarded for it because you're playing an all-star game. Now, uh, I, I know the fact that, you know, and many people, I'm sure those who are listening, understand the fact that you're coming out early. Uh, what was the thought process for you going into making this decision uh, about coming out early? Well, first off, I had a conversation with my parents and Coach Wanstead and uh, all my family, my close family, and um, I had to send in some paperwork to find uh, commission the committee to find out, uh, petition the committee to find out where I would be uh, drafted. And my grade came back a first round grade. So as I sat down with my family and discussed it, it would be best for me to just leave as a junior. Now, now, John, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this, man, because you know I'm I'm a former athlete myself, and you know I, I I'm one of those guys. I, I'm I'm for the players at all times. You know, because unless you've walked in these shoes, many times there are people on the outside making comments that don't understand the entire process. Uh, you're a student first, 
and, yes. and, and then you're an athlete. And, and there are other people that are on the campus, if they're not involved in some extracurricular activity, that's what they want to call it. But I, I'm going to call it a professional athlete, but you're a student athlete. Talk to me about the process of finishing your education. Well, I plan on coming back in the summer times when I'm, when, I'm, uh, when I'm off and finishing my degree. Okay, so, uh, and I just want to correct myself because I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I said that you're going to be playing an all-star game. You're not going to be playing an all-star game. You just decided you're going to come out. Yes. And so you're actually out here just working out because uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, Arizona is something that's unique because uh, I, back in the day when I played uh, against Penn State I, at, at Ohio State, we played Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl, I made up in my mind that I wanted to live here. Uh, this is becoming somewhat of a, a sports mecca. Uh, you've been out here for a short period of time. You see the weather. You see the opportunities to, to work out year-round. You know, there's there's some advantages in, in, in being here in this environment. But a, as you come out here and, and you've made the decision that to work out, to get ready for, um, you know, the draft, hopefully, and I'm going to come back to fish on that lately, uh, do you have any regrets since you've been here? Now, how many days have you been here? You've just been a, a matter of days, am I correct? Yeah, I've been here since Wednesday. Okay, and and, and sometimes for a young man, it doesn't it didn't take a long time for you to have a sense of wow, did I do the right thing? So again, in your mindset, you've been here now. You're working out a couple of days. I'm sure there's some some other ball players out here working out with you as well. Yes, and and uh, you know again, uh, those who come out here to work out. They, too, probably feel pretty good about their draft status. Uh, you've played against some guys. Uh, does it give you another sense of uh, an additional sense of confidence as you, again, can size them up and see them work out and, and, and develop some camaraderie? Are you feeling good about your status still? Yes, I definitely feel good about my status. You know, I'm, I'm a competitor. I go out and work as hard as I can work, and I just try to do everything I can do to just get better every day. Now, uh, this whole thing of the, the, the modern-day uh, athlete uh, is going about his transition from college to pros a little different than they did in, in my generation. And, and, and there are such opportunities as, as coming out to Arizona and getting yourself prepared. In your mind, are, are you coming to get yourself prepared to play pro football are you getting yourself prepared to improve your, your draft uh, status? Um, or are, are you just, you know, getting away from, from school and, and just concentrating on your professional career? And it could be all three of those things. But in your mind, when you thought about it, what did you think would be the benefits? Why am I going to go to Arizona for one, two, or three, or however you want to describe it in your own words? Well, first off, the main, the, uh, main priority to come here was to uh, train and get better. Um, Brett Fisher is a great trainer. And um, overall, I was to be get ready for the NFL. So um, with these guys, the, the, the great team that they have here, it would just help me get my draft stock up and hopefully be playing in the NFL. Living in Pittsburgh, um, you know, as uh, at least the last couple years, am I right? You, you've been in the area there as a student athlete at, yes. the, at the university. Um, uh, I'm sure you, you probably grew up. Uh, by the way, I forgot to ask you. I should have did my research. I should know where you're home. You're born and raised where? Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Okay, so I, I know a little bit about Aliquippa. I, I just want to throw that in there and let you say that, you know, because I can go way back to uh, JoJo Heath and, and Tony Dorsett, and, and you know, you guys got all got all kind of deep, rich history 
uh, up there in Pennsylvania. Uh, we, we can't say nothing because, of course, uh, we, we're going to call him Mr. Fish out of respect. Uh, and that's Kelvin Fish over there, uh, scout for the Steelers, you know, uh, you know, outside here, maybe listening to the show here. But born and raised, growing up in Pittsburgh, uh, did you have a favorite receiver who may have played for the Steelers? Or was there somebody who you watched and you tried to emulate the way they played ball and they inspired you to be the best football player you could be? Well, I didn't, I didn't have one as a Steeler, but uh, growing up, um, I liked. Uh, I watched Larry Fitzgerald. I liked his game a lot, and I tried to emulate some of the things that he did in his game and put him in my game. So growing up, I would say it would be Larry Fitzgerald. No, if I ain't mistaken, let me see. Let me let me dial back here. Larry Fitzgerald, Pitt. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so that might have had a little bit to do with the choice that you made in terms of where you went to school. And let me tell you something, man. You ain't pick a bad one at all. <laughs> you picked a damn good one. As a matter of fact, you probably picked you know one of the top three, if not the top one in the league, period, you know, a damn good receiver. Your size, your stature, you're a big receiver, you know. What are you hearing nowadays at the professional level about the big receivers? Are you are you in demand? Are you uniquely different? Uh, is there pros and cons against a big receiver? What are you hearing, if anything, about you would be identified as a big receiver at what height and what weight? I'm 6'5", 225. And and so as a big receiver, are you hearing any pros and cons about being a big receiver in the NFL? I mean, they just I, I, the way I feel is that a lot of scouts and a lot of coaches just want to see if you're big, want to see if you can move. It's a lot of big guys that are big and stiff, and I just try to be as quick as I can and uh, be as flexible as I can and getting in and out of breaks. Well, in and out of breaks, uh, you know, you, you said all the right things. I, I can just tell you that, you know, you've said all the right things, and those things will help you, certainly help you become, um, you know, a success. Um, when you go into the draft, I'm sure you've been watching the draft the past few years. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not being negative, so don't take this the wrong way. We keep it real here, man. We, 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 we boys on, on this show, okay? Uh, I know you would like to be a first round, you know. Um, what happens to you mentally? If you don't get drafted, let's say, in the first round, uh, if you get drafted, you know, in the second round or the third round, what what does that do to you mentally? I mean, it's all competition, you know. Uh, you gonna, I'm going to have a lot to prove if that's the case, and I just got to go out and prove myself. And and I like that answer. Not that, you know, it makes a difference what I say because, uh, you know, Kelvin Fisher said earlier that they do these type of interviews. And, and certainly for me – you know, it sounds like that's a young man that coming to the league with a chip on his shoulder, you know, and that they, I'm sure they don't want that. <laughs> a lot of cornerbacks don't want to see that happen. But uh, certainly, listen, you've been on the show. This show is broadcasted across the world. I'm sure there's some people out there who perhaps maybe have been very, uh, you know, inspiring to you as a young man, as a young person, you know, family, friends, coaches, whoever. You know, take the time out to say hello to somebody, man. Tell them thank you or whatever if you like to do that. I just want to say thanks to my mom, my dad and all my coaches and the people that guided me through this process. See, you know, that's something back in the day, man, when everybody scored touchdowns way back in my day, man, we used to say, hi, Mom, you know, and a whole lot of that doesn't happen. So I, I just wanted to give you a chance to do that, man. But I tell you what, I've watched you play. Oh, you, you're going to play on Sundays, and, and somebody got some picks, and you're going to get picked up there. What are you thinking? So uh, I just appreciate the time you're coming here uh, on the show. Man, I know Pitt is not going to be happy that you're gone, but, you know, it, it's, it's the nature of the business, and that's what it is, a business. So I wish you well. I got some music in my ears. We're going to have to take a break. 
I'm gonna try to get over there and watch you practice. I'm certainly gonna uh, what not, not gonna watch you practice, but watch them practice, so you can see what some of that competition is that you might have. But I doubt if you're gonna have any at all. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm gonna finish living like it matters. I'm gonna take a break. Of course, you just got finished listening to the words of Jonathan Baldwin, wide receiver out of Pitt. First round, we know it. Count that money. We'll be back after this break. Day, JJ, Rayman is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN Sports Center and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. CoastToCoastMixtapes.com. Got that music, got that show, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Again, I just want to, uh, I just want to thank uh, Jonathan Baldwin again, uh, wide receiver out of Pitt, for coming in on the show. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I'll be able to get him back uh, before uh, the draft, and, and we're gonna talk about the draft. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have Jonathan back at the end of the last segment anyway, so we, he and I and, uh, and and Fish and everybody can talk about the draft, but. Uh, I got another Fisher here. I've been blessed with another Fisher in the studios with me. You know, you know how that goes. Come on, you know, Buddy's son is about to play for AFC Championship against Fish. So, uh, you know, there's another Fisher in the business, and I got Charles. Charles, how you doing, man? Good and yourself, man. I'm doing wonderful, man. I, I'm I'm truly honored to have you here. Uh, 
uh, in the studios. And, and it's good sometimes, man, to look the people in the eye uh, who uh, are working with these young men to, to mold and shape them into be not only just good athletes, but 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 good people. And um, I, I'd just be curious, man, in terms of your, your process of, of assessment of athletes, uh, you know, what do you take into consideration? I'm sure everybody in the business would like to get all first rounders. You know, that makes business well. But but is there some other intangibles perhaps maybe that you guys think about uh, when you think about the kind of players that you would like to represent in your business? And first, the name of your business. Jock Biz. Okay, great. And you guys, uh, tell me a little bit before I let's, – let's go back to the kind of players you're looking for. Basically, you want guys that are, one, good people, or two, that's willing to listen and, and, and work on the things that you think that you can help them with. Um, coming out of college, you, a lot of kids don't know what's going on. I mean, I was one of them, too. I went in blind. Um, I was drafted. But, you know, you kind of go into a process blind where you don't have someone to really help you. you got a million people calling you. You don't know who to trust, who you can turn to. So, you know, you want some guys that, one, is not really looking to be – you know, into all the other stuff, but willing to work into the football stuff. Yeah, and that, that you know, that's 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 very very important, Charles. Because what what I I've always felt that you know the, the the best football player to me, you know, some of those intangibles is his willingness uh, to accept coaching. You know, guys that are coachable. You know, because guys that are coachable, many times you'll find out that you're not going to have a whole lot of problems with with those kinds of players. Uh, you guys have been in this business for how long have you been in this business? Just about a year and a half. Okay, great. Now, uh, being in a year and a half, uh, I'm looking at you. You're a young man. You haven't been far removed. And where'd you attend university at now? Uh, West Virginia University. Yeah, yeah, I want you to give some props to West Virginia, man, because I, you know, I got some, I got some ties to to West Virginia. Coming out of Canton, Ohio, man, it was a lot of guys from Canton McKinley High School mm-hmm. uh, that went to West Virginia, and uh, you know. Again, I know there's some problems with, uh, you know, when Rich left and, and some things of that nature. Let me ask you, you know, being in the business, um, is, is there a direct contact or connection to your university? Do you go back to University of West Virginia looking for players or do you identify the players uh, at their schools and university or do they come to you? Uh, I think the process goes both ways. You know, you kind of look for guys that has those intangibles and, and talent to make it. And also sometimes people refer people to you. Sometimes you have to turn guys away. I mean, I turned a lot of guys away this year. It just wasn't for us. Okay. Now, uh, that's a good point there. Tell me, why would you turn? You're in business, but that's a business decision. Explain that business decision of why you would turn a player away. I'm just not in this business for money. I mean, obviously you can make money doing this, but you want to be able to spend your time and work with the guys so they can develop fully. Um, if you got too many guys and too many people in too many different uh, voices, then things won't work out right. So keep this number small and make sure you do as much as you can for that one athlete or the few athletes that you actually have. Okay, now here I am, Charles. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Jonathan Baldwin, you know, and I'm, I'm about to come out. Uh, I'm gonna come out early, you know. I'm, I'm taking a chance. I, I know, I've, you know, the scouts have told me some things, and and I've checked with the league, and they, they've given me some indication of where they think I may be drafted at. So I'm feeling good about myself, and now I'm in the process of making a, a decision as to uh, where I'm going to go and who I'm going to work out with. Uh, why do I choose you? Well, you know, I'm not one of these, you know, quick talking guys that come and tell you this and tell you that. I'm just going to tell you the truth, you know. One, you know, I, I was an ex-scout. You know, I scouted for eight years, so I know what what the scouts are looking for, what the NFL personnel are looking for, what a player should look like, what he should be doing, and the process afterwards. So, you know, you kind of explain to someone, look, I've been through this process for over ten years as a player, as a you know, as a NFL scout, and you, you just share your experience with someone, whether they you know accept it or not, as their their you know uh, prerogative, but. 
you know, if you explain to someone like, and they believe in what you're, you're talking about, then, you know, typically it works out for you. Now, I, I can't say that this is this happened, and, and let's not talk uh, about Jonathan necessarily, um, but let's talk about an athlete that's considering, you know, coming out. Um, are, are you involved in that process of letting that young man know if, if he should or if he should not come out of school? Um, you know, I have a lot of resources that can help me help them make a, an informed decision. You know, I wouldn't just look at a tape and say, okay, well, you're a first-round talent and, and, and make the kids think it was strictly my decision. Yeah, I can, make a, I can look at a tape just as good as any scout and tell you whether or not, you know, you are a first-round talent, but I also looked – onto other people that are in the field professionally that know like this kid is you know he's going to be x y and z and once i gather all the information then you kind of present the information that way now uh i mentioned before you know charles when i talked about how how things have changed um i'm going to say that that your profession is 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 a recent addition to the to the sports today you know in terms of the modern day athlete um, how beneficial is it for somebody to do what Jonathan is doing to take the time out to come here to prepare themselves for their NFL career? How, how, how beneficial is that for the athlete to do that? It's just like any business. You know, when guys go to college, they go there to get a job, whether it's uh, in engineering or being a doctor. You go and you spend your time doing all these things in the field, whether it's internship, uh, grad degrees, you know, PhDs. So these guys need to come and, you know, look at it that way. This is strictly preparation for the next level, meaning that you need to understand that the work ethic that needs to be done, um, the amount of time and effort that goes into, you know, being a professional football player, uh, getting your body taken care of, and, um, you know, basically everything from A to Z that involves being a football player, you come out here and you start working on. It's, it's basically prepping yourself for the interview process coming up and um, that interview, you know, obviously can lead to a, a good career. You know, Charles, we always say this as uh, people. I, I got a lot more gray hairs than you got on your head. You don't have any at all. <laughs> let me say that. Uh, but many times we tell young people they really don't know. When you get a young man, there are some I understand are a little bit more mature than others. But for what they're about to get ready to do, how prepared are they really? When you see them. Are they real? Are they like light green <laughs> or, or do they really have a sense of understanding what they're about to do? Or are they just, you know, pretty much ill prepared for the next step? I don't think any of the, the, the top level athletes are ill prepared for what's coming on the field. I think a lot of things that guys or just anyone doesn't understand is the amount of uh, the speed of light that's coming once you sign a contract and you get that money. Everything comes at you at, a, at a, a faster pace than you ever would imagine. When I came out, same thing. I was somewhere training, and it was just quiet time. I'm out there working, doing my thing. Uh, eventually, all of a sudden, you get drafted, and now you get people you know, asking for everything. And, I mean, you know, people that you hardly ever talked to in your whole life, all of a sudden writing you letters and you know, asking for favors. And you know, it, comes at, it comes at such a furious pace that I don't think that no person could be uh, prepare for it. I mean, you look at Hollywood where you got a person that goes from, you know, being a, a nobody to somebody. They have the same issues. Um, so it's all about having the right people on your team and the right corner and the right people you can conversate with and, and lean on in them during those times. Man, I, I'm so glad you joined us on the show today because there's a lot that you just said right there that 
the average person out there has no idea. You know, they, they can't possibly fathom what a young man is about to get ready for. And you've been there, you've done that, and you know that. And I appreciate the fact that you're doing something for these young men because I, there's too many gaps when a young man comes out of high school, goes to pro, and basketball is one and done. They certainly haven't had any time. And, and in football, even an early process of after, you know, three years of going, uh, you still, they don't have any ideal. So what you're doing is definitely needed. I commend you. Uh, again, tell people if they'll be interested in your business and having a conversation with you uh, and perhaps maybe retaining your services, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can go to my website. It's www.jockbiz.com. Okay. And, uh, man, I think whoever's interested in thinking about it and considering it, you should make that call. Certainly visit that website. I think I got some music. We got to take a break. We're going to come back for this last segment. And we're going to talk about a lot of things. So don't go anywhere. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And this is a special show because we got something special going on. Come back, won't you? Look, don't understand. Why don't you? Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. conversation in the back they don't want y'all to be a part of that but you heard it anyway listen you listen to rail sports on the voice of america network i'm in Phoenix, living like it matters uh jonathan baldwin wide receiver from Pitt, uh leaving school after his junior year to go and, and advance his career in the national football league but has said he would go back and finish his education um Charles Fisher, of course, is going to join us. Charles stepped out for a minute. But uh, I now have back in the studios with me Kelvin Fisher, scout. Uh, Fish is, you know, you know, Fish, friend of the show, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, this was past tense, Fish, so it, it is, it's not going to bother you, uh, you know, to talk about this, man. But, you know, 
there was some connection. I know you you was probably saying, yeah, Ray, you know, he he closet man. He he really ain't rooting for me, man. He he rooting for them Ravens to beat up on man. Y'all played a hell of a game, fish. Do you know them the old Browns? So I had a little loyalty there, you know, you know, Ozzy, you know, I'm holding on Ozzy, you know, my boy Wilbert holding on there. But you know, I got mad love for you too. But that was a that was a hell of a football game, man. That that had to inspire you the, the kind of football that y'all played that that second half, even the first half, because it could get out, it could have been twenty eight, you know. So people. Say twenty one, you know, twenty one ain't a whole lot of points in national. That game, people thought it was a lot of points. Uh, that day he went up twenty one seven. You guys, but you guys played inspired football. Were, were you proud of the effort when you looked at the team? Oh yeah, I was. I was proud. I mean, it was. Um, it was definitely a, an exciting game. Um, it was fun to watch. And I thought. I thought they played hard. I thought they played hard for four quarters. Now. Um, I, I'm gonna ask Jonathan because you know he, he you know I'm sure you watched you know football this past weekend and and when you watched you know particularly that football game I, I'm talking about the Steelers and the Ravens you know did that give you a sense of man you know this is the, the next level is a whole lot different than what it's gonna be like or what it was like when I was in college when you watched that football game how, how did you were you were you watching very intensely and thinking man. It, it, that's, uh, they playing ball. Uh, that, that's, that's big boy ball right there. What were you thinking as you watched that game? I was definitely thinking, uh, I mean, coming from college, the game is going to change. I know I'm, I'm prepared for that. And uh, I want I want to be in those guys' shoes and uh, doing the same thing those guys are doing and even better. So watching that it just makes me excited to uh, get ready and get started. Well, you know, in order for you to get ready and get started, you know, it's a process. And, and you get, yes. you're doing something – uh, you're participating in that process. Fish, you participate in that process too. But but you participate in the process that I got to take it to another level. You you on the business side too, and, and in your mind, knowing what's looming, you know this collective bargaining agreement. Does that affect how you're going about, or if you can talk in general about how the league is going about their business? Is, is that a, is that affecting how you go about your business? No, it doesn't affect me. I mean, uh, how I go about my business. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna work and I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to work hard. Uh, I just, I just hope and, and pray that everything works out with that deal. But like, as far as for me, I'm gonna continue to go out and do what I have to do. If my boss sent me on an assignment. I'm gonna go in and, and, and do that assignment. And, and when you say you, everybody who is uh, has a job description like you, they're still going about their job as if there's gonna be a draft uh, in in April. I mean that's that's the plan. I mean I I don't know what's going to happen, um, but I know right now I, I'm assigned to go to this All Star game this week and evaluate these players and, and do my job, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, I, I think certainly um, you know for somebody like Jonathan, he he's got to he's got to feel good about that. You know that you know to hear you say you're going about your job as business as usual because you you're expecting that there's going to be a draft. And so that's got to make him feel good because, Jonathan, I, I know you're looking forward to the draft. And, and this collective bargaining agreement is something that I, I'm, I'm just going to take the opportunity to say this, that you don't know nothing about. And so all you know is that there's something happening that's got something to do with business that could affect you in some way. And you're hoping that things get worked out because you're ready to play pro football. Am I correct? Exactly. And so uh, coming out. And and, I, and and Charles just joined us a little bit here, Charles. And I, I know Charles, you've been involved in the process from from every aspect. Um, you're getting this young man prepared mentally, understanding that the, the collective bargaining agreement and some of the things that are going on. Did, do you take time at all, 
or, or is that somebody else's job to talk to them about what this collective bargaining agreement is all about and how it could affect uh, their status? Because I know when my draft day came and I got my little money, I, I thought I could break my mom off, you know, when I got my check. And, and I anticipated maybe when I was going to get that check. You know, some of these guys get into relationships where they pre-spent money. Expecting money come in a certain time, maybe the money might not come in, whatever. So, so this this whole thing about this collective bargaining agreement at all is that is that your job to talk to them a little bit about what this whole process is, or is that somebody else's job? Well, the thing about the collective bargaining agreement is um, it's going to change. So, as soon as the draft is over, what everything changes, and then you have to have those meetings again. So, right now, you know, you just basically get ready for the draft and do what you got to do to get drafted. Um, once those parameters come in after the collective bargaining agreement is you know, negotiated, then you got to go back and start discussing and uh, making sure everyone understands what is actually taking place. And, you know, the, the collective bargaining agreement, I, I, I'm just going to ask, Jonathan, if you, if you have the opportunity uh, to, to do some research and, and to understand uh, the collective bargaining agreement, I just think you should understand it because there's, there's a business side to what you're doing, and, and you vote on it. I mean, you can determine the process from a player's side. And, and I think too many times there's information that's put in front of players that we just put it aside and that we just vote based upon some information that somebody else gave us and we don't question because we can't ask an intelligent question because perhaps we're not prepared. So there's still a student side of you that, that stays with you in that playbook. And, and speaking of playbook, have you ever seen a pro playbook before? No, I haven't. <laughs> I think we need to prepare this young man about a pro playbook too, because again, that that's going to be different than what you than what you've ever seen uh, before in your life. But man, it, you your history, young man, you, you're truly history. You know, not everybody gets a chance to to get drafted in the National Football League. But I want to share this part to you as you become a member of the National Football League Players Association, you get to change not only your life as you vote on things, but you get to change people's lives that come after you, and you get to change people's lives that come before you. So just, just, just take those things and remember, wow, what was he talking about? But when you read it and get involved in it, you'll understand it. So I want to go back to Fish on that draft because we got about two minutes uh, that, that's, that's, that's coming up. Uh, and you said it's, it's business as usual. And, and so you got to go about your job as business as usual. So you're here in, in the Valley. Uh, what's your next assignment um, coming up in terms of those five All-Star games? This is one. How involved are you going to be, and which ones are you going to attend? Well, I'm going uh, <clears> to <throat> attend the uh, Senior Bowl next week, and then I'll come home for about two or three days, and then I'm going to head out to uh, San Antonio for the Texas vs. the Nation All-Star game. And, uh, of course, uh, when you are on the road and you're doing your job, uh, are you are you submitting uh, some uh, information after you leave each each one of these All Star games? Each each All Star game, we'll we'll sit you know sit in uh, all, all the information we got as far as the interviews and uh, depth charts and, and things like that. And then in uh, in February, we'll watch tape of every game from the All Star game and uh, write up a little brief summary. Uh, and and that, that's kind of our you know everyone has a position and they. They look at those guys and, and and see, you know, some players out there that we never seen before. Some you know scouts, you get to watch tape on them, and you may like them, and and, and you may be able to put a little point in and ask whatever scout that did evaluate them. Um, you know, what do you think about this player? He had a pretty good All Star game, and you know if that player 
if he was better than what that person thought in the All-Star game, doesn't mean that that grade is going to change, though. Mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Because, uh, you know, uh, a one-game All-Star game doesn't mean a guy go, you gotcha. know, gotcha. is better than, you know, than what that guy saw, man. Gotcha. You know? Well, listen, I, we got about a minute, and, and I'm going to try not to go over, but I, we got 30 seconds now. Uh, real quick, uh, if the college football finds itself in a position where they do a playoff, is a playoff going to affect these all-star games? And do you think that's going to then change the way you guys go about doing your job and the draft and all that sort of stuff? So, so my question is, does the NFL really want to see a college go to a playoff system that could extend their season? I don't, think, I don't think a playoff would extend the season because I think they'll, they'll start it There's early. five weeks from the last game to the national championship. So you're right, it could fit and, within and those five weeks. Right, and then as far as the All-Star game, you know, the All-Star game is going to happen regardless because they, they're usually a week after the last, uh, the national championship. And those guys who play in All-Star games are all seniors. Okay. So okay. they either graduated or, you know, they're doing, they're seniors. So they don't have anything to do with that program anymore. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it'll ever affect the All-Star, All-Star game. Okay. So the All-Star game, if, if they're, they will continue to be All-Star games. Uh, if the college football finally finds a way to, to, to a playoff system, we're talking Division One because there's other playoff series right. already in place with other divisions, uh, it's not going to affect the draft. It's not going to affect the NFL. Uh, but it certainly is what, all of us out here have been waiting for. So we hope that happens. Listen, I, I want to thank Charles Fisher uh, for joining us today. I want to thank Jonathan Baldwin, wide receiver out of Pitt. Watch him on draft day. He's going to be there. Maybe in New York. You never know, man. As always, my friend Kelvin Fisher, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can call them world champs, man, because they got a lot of rings and trying to get another. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. This has been a special show. And guess what? I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.